you have a mom? Um, I think I do. You got two sisters? I got a mom and two sisters and a grandmother. Two grandmothers, in fact. Two? Two of them. You know girls? I know girls. You know girls? <laughs> I know girls. So everything that's been going on, especially in Hollywood news lately, we won't even discuss... Oh my gosh. We won't even discuss the political things yeah. that are happening right. in regards to girls. We'll just stick to strictly Hollywood business. Does it, the fact it, that you have a mom, two grandmothers, and two sisters make you feel any differently about any of the headlines you've read in the last three weeks? Feel any differently? Um, I know the I know the right answer is I shouldn't have to have uh, sisters in order to be angered by it, which I agree with. But yeah, it's like I guess the difference is I think about. Has the, have any of those sorts of things ever happened to like my mom or my grandmom or my sisters? Um, and it's just been passed off as like, yeah, this is what it's like in the 40s or the 70s or whatever. Um, the 40s or the 70s. Well, you know, for my mom or my grandmom, right? Which, yes. But it's I, just like the, the, these are guys being guys. Which I think that's a great lead in to the fact that it's 2017, the year of our Lord. Mm. And... First off, lots of these things are just coming to light. Yeah. Which is kind of insane. Yeah. And second, well, I mean, it's kind of the same, but like people are just now able to speak out about it, whether on either side, male or female, Mm -hmm. they feel, they finally feel safe to say like, hey, maybe that wasn't just a weird thing. This was actually wrong. It affected me. It hurt me. It changed me. Here's... And people are actually listening. Seems that like, way. Yeah. So, if, I mean, if you have something, it seems like now's the time to say something. <laughs> There's an Onion article that said, random guy afraid that woman will accuse him of something he's never done. Just like... Well... It's like, I've never acted that way, but some dude's nervous I, about it. I've always kind of felt that, not in regards to sexual assault or harassment... But I've always kind of felt like I was going to be that person that was just in the wrong place at the wrong time and be accused of something that like, and there was just, there was not going to be a single thing I could do. Yeah. And that was just the way it was going to go. I think the most shocking thing about all of this is the people who aren't refuting any of it. Like a lot of people have just been like, yeah, that's true. Or I'm going to rehab or whatever. (laughs) Yeah. It's man. I'll tell you what. It's pretty terrible, but you know. I, I've I've long said being a girl is, is hard. Yeah. Um, and I've looked at a lot of my friends that have girls as daughters, and I get scared for them because it doesn't seem any different now than it was when I was little, mm. or I guess even when my mom was little, or like you just said, in the 40s. Yeah. When your grandmother was likely actually a young lady and not necessarily little. A, yeah, she was a teenager. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. anyway, uh, Keith Urban has finally said, hey, I have a voice. I have a platform here. I'm going to put I'm going to put put some weight into this. Yeah. So his solo performance at the CMA is performing his new song, Female. Yeah. With <laughs> Nicole Kidman, his wife, singing backup Vox. BGVs, they're super light BGVs. She is on there. The more prominent 
BGVs are Nicole Galleon, who wrote, who is a one-third oh, songwriter. Okay. So big-time country music aficionados. We actually kind of got into like a Twitter back and forth with a bunch of fans last week about it because, like, yes, Nicole Galleon's on there. She's awesome. She co-wrote the song. But, like, it is kind of a big deal that Nicole Kidman's on it. Yeah. I mean, especially considering... The fact that she's not really a singer. That and, Or is she? Maybe I don't know. Well, I don't don't know that she... She doesn't record ever. Yeah, no, she doesn't have a... She doesn't have a deal. She doesn't have a deal. what, What do you think about the song? Just, like, off the cuff, like, how do you feel about Keith Urban female? Especially at the CMAs, I think it was, like, something needed to be done or said. And as far as guys with unimpeachable reputations and is incredible in the way that they treat um, everyone around them. I feel like he was the perfect guy to say something. And it's a great uh, show of if you feel strongly about something and you have a platform, you can do something. As far, I, I don't think it's a song that's necessarily going to like chart really high. And I don't know if it's a song that people are going to drive down the road singing at the top of their lungs. But I think it is a, uh, it's a statement song. Yeah, absolutely. that was in the right place at the right time. I totally agree. I yeah, I can't imagine. Well, which is funny, because actually coming home from the CMA Awards on the way back from the airport, I had you know a thirty-five minute car ride, and I actually did listen to this song several mm-hmm. times in a row, because it was the first time I felt like I could really sit down with it. Like I'd listened to it a couple times. That the day that it was released on that Wednesday, but in the hubbub of right. everything going on, because it was released the morning of the CMA Awards, I feel like I hadn't really let it sink in. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and I can't say that it took hold of me and to like do sing along, bop right. along, roll down the windows. Although I'm not a roll down your windows type of gal, because hair and stuff, yeah. I hate it's the not wind. That time of year. I hate the wind, but. Um, it, I, I, there's not another, there's not another man in country music. And I almost want to say past or present that could have delivered this song Hmm. in the way that Keith does. And so what my big problem is the people just ripping it apart right now. Yeah. So Stephen Colbert did a whole segment where he just kind of went at it. Went at it. And I typically like him as a comedian. I thought that was a little uh, tone deaf on his part. Yeah, I mean he went he went pretty hard, and also it, it seemed just really ungrounded and like he missed the point of it because the point isn't that you know this is these are the best. Keith's not trying to say these are the best lyrics of any song that's ever been written in country music. He's trying to make a statement, a larger statement about what's going on, which I would have thought that Colbert would agree with, but he just kind of. Man, he just, yeah. Tore it apart in ways that I have never, like, I honestly don't know I've ever seen mainstream, and I hate that I'm about to use this term, but mainstream media tear apart a country music song this way. Oh, I can't think of one time. They do, they do stuff about country, you know, big air quotes. But the, so one, I think it, it means it actually, it is making the rounds and it it is hitting so, somewhere yeah but i i mean if yeah if you've got cobert making fun of it it's an issue he took it way too far i think because 
it was just, I, at this point to me, criticizing it for anything other, like, I mean, I think it's, I think it's totally fine to come out and say, this isn't a perfect song. It's far from it. But Keith Urban doing this is exactly what the world needs right now. Because, like, what, I mean, who else could, like, is Drake going to do this in pop music? Right. Is, I mean, I can't even think of, like, a male pop star, like, Nick Jonas going to come out and sing this. The reason I think it's so important is it's refocusing where the attention is. The attention is not supposed to be on Harvey Weinstein or whomever. It's the people that he did this to. Yeah. So, I think um, the main issue that people have picked up on is that one of the songwriters, Ross Copperman, did an interview, I think with the LA Times, and he said that uh, he was with the other songwriter, Shane McAnally and Nicole Gallion, that they were reading the news and they were like, what can we do? We can write a song. Mm-hmm. Which I think really loses... I, I don't even think he means that because I heard a story last week in Nashville that like, McAnally was the one who came in and was like, I've got this idea. This is what it's called. But I think when you get in an interview with somebody who doesn't give a ton of interviews, mm-hmm. you kind of just take little things from your brain and you're like, how can I relate this to the world at large? And he was like, oh, yeah, Weinstein, this, that. What can we do? I'm a songwriter. Boom. Which I think that that has what, is what made it even like is what made so many people pick up on it and just like rip it to shreds. People were upset because they said there's more than you can do. You can do than write a song. No, I think it's just the way that like that they were saying it actually what like he said it was a Weinstein song, which like, oh. I don't think that the other two writers necessarily. Oh, he was just connecting it. to Yes. Oh yeah. Okay. I gotcha. Um, anyway, but so I do want to touch on these lyrics a little bit not as i think that the first verse is like you know what like it's these all i'm a i'm a female which i and i wrote a, a review of the song and i said i really hope this doesn't become a hashtag campaign hashtag female because mm-hmm. female is a weird word female but also i feel like the word woman is a weird word and Why? i i remember the first time i ever um as an adult lady got like invited to this Bible study and it was like, oh, it's the women's Bible study, blah, 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 blah. And I was like, women's Bible study. I mean, I was like 27, mm. but I was like, I'm not, I don't go to a, a, a women's Bible study. Cause then I was like, I'm an adult. This is weird. So it's just weird to like, it's yeah. a weird, it's a weird thing. Like I will, I think I'll just always be like, yeah, I'm a girl. Like whatever. Interesting. Okay. Um, like male and female is like seems like very. So it's more of like scientific. We're gonna describe anatomy. What, yeah, yeah, anatomical. Yeah. But so I kind of in my head, and thinking about doing this today, I was thinking of all the things that like my brother, my dad have ever called me, or because like what's insane is like I, maybe I just have some really respectful male friends, but like nobody's ever like called me like the b word or the c word. My friends now. One time when I was 14, my dad may have said the B word to me. It mm. affected me for a really long time. We've talked about it. It's fine. But I hate that word now. Like, even if my, like, girlfriend say that to me and, like, the, like. Just, like, the, in a joking, we're going yeah, out oh, on Friday. I can't do it. Yeah. No. 
absolutely not. But, you know, nobody's ever really called me a hoe or anything either. Yeah. But, so, like, this chorus, he says, Sister, shoulder, daughter, lover, healer, broken halo mother, nature, fire, suit of armor, soul survivor, holy water, secret creeper, fortune teller, (laughs) virgin Mary, scarlet letter, technicolor river wild, baby girl, woman, child, female. Female. So... So what I've what I've trying to figure out through what they're doing is it's just like what are what are some big contrasts we can talk about or like big figures that are female. So there's Mother Nature and the Virgin Mary are both female figures, but there's also like Scarlet Letter. That's someone who was reviled because they had this birth. Out My name of wedlock. is a Salem so Witch Trial Scarlet Letter. <laughs> it's just like all of it, they're trying to touch every sort of like end of every spectrum that women are a part of and well, like one with like a couple of words what was the one the one witch like the the first girl that got like sabrina was a teenage right, witch right sabrina teenage witch blossom <laughs> yeah i don't know um so like i i get why people want to pick this apart a little bit because it's i i i mean and i like i mean you you know me. You know that I believe the Virgin Mary's story. Mm-hmm. I believe in Jesus. I believe that Mary and Joseph didn't do the deed. Jesus came from an angel, and all those sure. things happened. Yeah. Um, which means I relate to Virgin to the Virgin Mary in no way, shape, or form. And other that, like, I relate to her in the sense that, like, what? This is amazing that this child this has come to save and give grace and like but had i been a 14 15 year old on a donkey and this angel like rolls up and tells me that i'd be like like absolutely not i you know so i i don't relate to that i don't relate to scarlet letter i two billion percent do not know what technicolor river wild means um, yeah, that one's weird. And then it goes back to the normal ones, baby girl, woman, child, female. So I get that. Okay. So I get, the, I get the, the, like, we're going to like unleash on the chorus, the verses. I don't understand. It's like, to me, this is a guy who he's got a platform. He's got a voice. He's yeah. huge. Yeah. The verses aren't even really concerned with rhyming much. Even it's just like, how are you approaching women and how are we treating the women in our culture is like this. Yeah, it really is what you're saying. It's just that big. He's got a voice and he's going to say something about it. Yeah. So I did. Um, I was looking into it. So he's like pretty deep into his his new album. Mm-hmm. He heard this song three weeks ago, quit working on the album, cut this song and wanted to get it out. So like he kind of he's even come back in the last couple of days and said he doesn't know if he even considers this like the first single from his new project Mm -hmm. or if it's just like a standalone thing that really spoke to him and he wanted to get it out because he felt like he just cared about it yeah which to me says even more like i'm sure it'll end up on his album but like i don't know like does he have to like donate like who is he gonna donate money to like women females i've got no idea hey here's a million dollars the first 200 females who email me the most Virgin Mary, the most Technicolor River Wild. Yeah. We all get it. 
I'm kind of hoping that a couple of, so like Kelsey Ballerini did a quick cover of it on yeah, her Instagram that. the other day. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of hoping that like Marin or Miranda, um, somebody that he's done a lot with will kind of get on board and sing a cover of it or come out and support of it so far. Um, you know, Kelsey has Taylor said something about it. Taylor mm-hmm. Swift said something about it the other day. So I just think, uh, criticizing it at this point, we're really missing the point on what this is about. And, like big picture there like I don't know any like sure like lots of dudes are tweeting about it or they're giving interviews or whatever but big picture Keith Urban to me is the only person who has said oh I've got four minutes on national tv I'm gonna sing this song yeah he's actually gonna use it yeah so and you can like if you go back and look at a lot of things that he's done over the course of his lifetime, especially in the last 10 or 12 years. Like this guy is a friend to females. <laughs> it's such a weird thing to say, but I don't know any other way to say it. Like Keith Urban, friend to females. I just, I don't, I just feel like this is like people are just making the wrong, the, they're doing the wrong thing by just. Yeah. It, it's a song that, it, that you can criticize, but hold back because of what the bigger picture is. Rather yeah. than taking pot shots. Yeah, this is definitely a time to just be like, you know what? Like, eh, good for him. Or I don't like this. Like, just don't say anything. Yeah. Like, just don't. I mean, sometimes you like know when to say when. Yeah, absolutely. Speaking of pot shots and maybe times to not say something, Garth Brooks, right after he got the award for the Entertainer of the Year, went backstage and he said something that... Really took people off guard. We're going to play it for you, and then we'll talk about it. I don't know, man. I can tell you this. i got a band and crew that works. They're dog butts off. If you want to know where we're at right now, we're in the middle of 12 shows in 10 days. Not 10 shows in 12 days. 12 shows in 10 days. That band and crew works harder than anybody. The voice is gone. Trying to say we'll be on stage tomorrow night uh, for another seven nights, hopefully, uh, in Spokane. So uh, CMAs were sweet enough to let me sleep until Wednesday. We did a rehearsals day, and we did a game time call on whether we did uh, uh, sing to track or lip syncing. And I decided to lip sync because the voice is just not there, and you want to represent country music the best you can. So uh, I'm not sure if it's a fight. Let me tell you who fought the good fight tonight, in my opinion. Miranda Lambert. She's one of few females that we play. So you'd think she'd want to play it safe. She came out and she stuck country music in all of our faces tonight. Traditional country music so she's fighting a good fight thanks for remembering my father okay so completely unprompted no one asked him to say it he offered up that uh garth offered up that he lip-synced his performance at the cmas as the newly minted entertainer of the year yeah so this was he was the last guy to come back in the press room because Mm -hmm. You don't come back to the press room until the last war- award that you're nominated for is announced. So, like, say, like, if Keith Urban... So, Keith Urban won the very first award of the night. Um, he stayed out sing- Single yeah. of the year. If he would have won Entertainer of the Year, he wouldn't have come back until after the show to discuss both. So, Garth is the last person to come back because it was the last award of the night. Somebody... I can't even remember what the question was. I was sitting back there. And he talked. He was talking about his band and crew being. Uh, they work their dog butts off, which is such a weird thing to say. Sounds like a very Oklahoma thing to say. It's a very Garth thing to say. And then he 
told everybody that uh, uh, even though this is his second consecutive sixth time overall to win Entertainer of the Year, he lip synced his performance that night on national TV. And I don't really think it would have been a big deal. No one really would still be talking about it. We wouldn't still be talking about it unless Anderson East and Miranda Lambert hadn't said something. So the next day, that's my thought. You're, you're grimacing. Mm-hmm. We can talk about this. But the next day, Anderson East, he put out, I guess it was a tweet that he then put on Instagram, uh, calling out Garth and saying, country music is about three chords in the truth, and to lip sync is essentially lying to everybody. So um, basically called out Garth, and then Miranda said, uh, I agree, babe. Some of the best performances come from when you sing whether or not you have a voice. So we can't believe he did this, especially as Entertainer of the Year. Yeah. Is that a fair Yeah, no, that's exactly what they said. Okay. Um, which, like, listen, I've been a Garth fan... I mean, if I'm thinking about musicians, entertainers that for the longevity of my life, like in the ones that I can like really remember the day that I was like, I am a fan of this person or these people. It's like Garth Brooks, Brooks and Dunn, Billy Joel, Elton John, Beyonce, Taylor. I remember when I finally made the jump on the Taylor train, Carrie. Like the people that like I remember when I was like I'm all, I'm in I'm in and like there's there's not a lot that these people can do mm-hmm. to get me out of the fan club Dolly you know like they're gonna have to like burn my house down and then I'll be like well why'd you do that well, I loved you that was strange am <laughs> like, I living with you now yeah so like is this so we could be together forever <laughs> um, but I like I and you know like I've met Garth once he picked up my purse. It was amazing. He literally picked up my purse and said, is this yours? And I was like, oh my gosh, Garth Brooks picked up my purse. I think my issue, my big issue was with this is that Keith Urban, Eric Church, Chris, Luke, they had crazy years this year, super successful years. Luke broke his collarbone, went out and performed on a farm tour, didn't have to. Chris broke his whatever his finger like two of his fingers or something postponed some shows came back he cut his hand really bad yeah something like that killed it um you know just and so to to hear the guy that just won the award for entertainer of the year over these four other dudes admit to lip syncing i just kind of floored me i was just just really disappointed Hmm. Like I e- even with his reasoning for why he did, yeah, even more so because I really think, like wait three days. Yeah, so he he said he played or was in the middle of playing twelve shows in ten days, and just being being Garth, there's a certain expectation of what his show is going to be like, the sort of showman he's going to be, and then he wins this award. I feel it puts like an extra pressure of expectation, like your show is going to be like this. And so he chose to save his voice for people who were paying to see him later on rather than on TV. Sure, sure, sure. I understand that. Um, I think that there are 
hundreds and maybe even thousands of people who are going to his shows that do not know he was performed on the CMAs or is the CMA Entertainer of the Year. Mm-hmm. I would almost be willing to bet a large amount of money on that. I just think that I think that there's a time and a place to admit these things and to do it literally 25 minutes after you get this trophy over four other guys who deserve it just as much as you do. And then to like, cause like, you know what? Like Luke Bryan's performance was awful. That song he sang is awful, but he sang it mm-hmm. and he owned it and he did it. Chris Stapleton was phenomenal. Keith put his whole life on the line, sang a song called female Eric church. He gets up there and he goes for artistry every single time. He's not trying to sing a big hit. He wants to perform and he wants to entertain. So like, you're going to lip sync? Yeah. And he did just offer that up. Like he wasn't asked, did you lip sync that song? He just said, I'm in the middle of these shows. So we decided that I would do this. Yeah. Which to me means that he was like on Twitter or something. And he knew people were like making that emoji face with the, you know, this one. Oh, with the hand on yeah. the, yeah. Something's not right here. Because I was getting yeah. texts about it. That it I, looked funny on TV? Oh, yeah. I mean, the audio all night was very off. Yeah. Yeah, it was. Like, there were lots of people who I was like, that didn't sound great. So, so what I'm hearing from your reasoning is that Entertainer of the Year is someone who risks things. That Eric Church and Luke Bryan and Chris Stapleton, like, and Keith, like these are guys who, no matter what, they're going to go up and they're going to perform and they're going to entertain. Mm-hmm. Like no matter how bad it makes them look, I guess. Or yeah, yeah, sure, yeah. sure. That's one and way to I, put it. I've been to a show with someone who was getting over the flu, and her voice was not there, and she was coughing in the middle of the songs. <laughs> and you're like, you know what? Way to go that you're out here doing this and like you're still wanting to do the show. But it wasn't a good show. Like, I don't look back on it and, like, think about how brave she was or anything like that. Like... Who was it? Uh, Lauren Daigle. It was oh, in yeah. the middle of uh, Winter Jam. Yeah. I went with a friend. And it's, like, this huge showcase of all these Christian artists. And, like, bands play literally from, like, 10 o'clock in the morning to, like, 8 o'clock at night. She Her voice just wasn't there, but she was part of a bigger showcase. So she did something. Um, I didn't think it was a great show. I mean, I don't know if I would have been more disappointed if, like, she hadn't done anything or if, like, her real fans would have been more disappointed if she hadn't done anything Mm -hmm. versus her voice wasn't there and it wasn't great. But I can see where he's coming from of, like, there's a lot of expectation for the next seven nights for him to do something. And if he doesn't save his voice there, he's going to be off. And on night seven, it's just going to be terrible. Maybe night seven is going to be terrible no matter what. That song is... Three minutes long. Yeah. What was he going to... And, like, have you heard the song? Like, what was he going to do? Like, like I... Here's a problem. I really like that song. Mm-hmm. Like, I, I think that that's the best single, new single he's released since he's been back. And so, I don't understand, like, what three minutes... Like, drink some tea, put some honey down. Like, I don't know. Like... And th- because to me, you go up there, you you suffer through it, you miss a note, then you come back and be like, here's what's going on. And like, 
to me, I have way more respect for that. And just because he actually won Entertainer right. yeah. of the Year. Yeah. Yeah. Like, he knew he had a very, 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 very good chance of winning. He's the reigning But in the last episode, you even, I mean, when we talked about who we thought was going to win, we're like, he could win because he's an amazing entertainer, but he hasn't done the things these other people have done this year. Right. I mean, minus he sold six million tickets in three years or something, which like, I get it. I love Garth Brooks. Like, do you like, let's, we can call my brother and like, we can talk about all the Garth songs we used to listen to together. That's not the point. The point is in the past, it's the last 12 months and 25 minutes after he won entertainer of the year, he told me he lip synced. Like, I just, I don't, I think there's a, like, I think I just, I just didn't like the way it all went down. I'm not going to not love him. Well, and okay, so you're talking about country singers and things about the way it went down. Everyone says that country music is a family, right? You really don't see country musicians publicly calling each other out a lot. Right. They probably joke with each other, mess around with each other, but you really don't see stuff. Like Anderson East isn't even really a country artist. He's more of like Southern soul. Um, yeah. Americana. R&B, yeah. Americana rock, whatever. So you really don't see so him going on and blasting Garth and then Miranda because also you know at the end of that audio clip he's talking about how great he thinks Miranda is. She comes in and is like, "Yeah, I agree. It's total BS what he did. Whatever." Um, it's just it just seems strange to like the way that you're going to go about this is to publicly call out Garth and guys like Blake Shelton and Randy Travis have they haven't commented on lip syncing per se, but they're They'll, they've just tweeted their support and said, Garth, we still love you. We still think you're a legend, all that sort of thing. But it just seemed, just like you're saying, it seemed off 20 minutes after he wins an award to come back and say he was lip syncing. It seemed off that country fans who were upset would blast him publicly. Yeah, I mean, I think it takes a lot of, I think that's one of the big issues with country music to the wider audience i said wider mm-hmm. with the d not whiter but wider, wider audience is that there's not a lot of opinions in country music people aren't saying what they think or feel which is why the keith urban song to me is so important and like why ripping it to shreds isn't the way to go mm-hmm. Like, I think there's two paths to take. Don't talk about it or talk about it and support what he's trying to get out and, like, say whatever you want, but, like, don't just rip it to shreds because there are very few people, especially in country music, where, like, he's one, he like, to me, there are a few country artists who can go to New York or L.A. and be famous, and he is one of them. And so when you are that big in country music, because like some days, like I don't think like Luke Bryan could go to New York or LA and be famous. Mm. And he's huge. Yeah. You know? Mm-hmm. So like I think the fact that like Miranda Anderson came out and said, like, I don't love that this happened is great. Because not that there like anybody should be like, I don't think there should be infighting. I don't think that like Carrie should now make a statement and be like, here's all the reasons why I think I should have won uh-huh. female vocalist or like Casey should come in and be like, Reba got nominated for female vocalist and I didn't. Or like Blake or J- like 
Jason Aldean isn't going around making statements about not, I mean, not being nominated for CMA awards. But I think it's okay to every now and then in Nashville actually say something and not worry about what Debbie in Southern Mississippi is going to say on Facebook because of what you said. Debbie in Southern Mississippi, we look forward to hearing from you. Yeah. Hear your thoughts. Uh, yeah, I can agree with that. So it's like, if you're thinking of it like a family, there are those families who never fight and they never argue and everything just stays on the I am the not service. in one of those families. Yeah, I'm not either. <laughs> Where everything just kind of stays quiet and then things end up erupting. But I don't know. I, I think there's a way to say you disagree with it without being a jerk about it, I guess. And... Uh, of course, you can't read intention and you can't read tone into a tweet or a comment. I mean, you kind of have to invent it for yourself. So I don't know what Anderson East's mindset was when he wrote that. But it kind of just seemed like, this pisses me off. I'm a Paul. I'm just going to shout about it. Almost. I feel like he was more like, I want to believe that his his thoughts and feelings on it were more like mine and it's just like, dude, I'm really bummed that hmm. this is the decision that you made. And I'm bummed at how you delivered the message. And I'm bummed that these four other guys, you know, lost to you. And this is, and then, like, he could, there are so many other statements he could have made. And, oh, yeah. And then addressed this later, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know. I love Garth Brooks. I'm going to love Garth Brooks for a really long time. Like, probably forever. Yeah, this is not you. I'm Garth over George. You... Like, wow, Garth right. over George always have been, always will be. So, I mean, I just, I just don't like the way that this happened. I think that just makes me, I don't know. It's just not, I, and I don't think that, like, Miranda or Anderson were in the wrong by saying anything because look at like the CMA issued those media guidelines like don't talk about this this or this and like Brad Paisley tweeted about it within like two hours you know and they were gone and like did Brad call the people that I know at CMA that sent me those media guidelines I don't know or did he just tweet about it I don't know which one did he do yeah so Either way, he got something done. And how many other like artists said anything about the media guidelines? Just Brad. Because he was the host of the show for 10 years. He is a legend. He has a voice. Like, Marin Morris could have been like, I don't agree with this. And nobody would have said a word. Like, okay, cool, Marin Morris. Like, we know you probably don't agree with this because you actually are outspoken about things. But Brad Paisley saying something like made a made a dent. Hmm. So do you think Anderson East should have a uh, should make a dent since he's not like a legend? He's not a Brad Paisley, right? Um. I um. Let's see. I, so, I mean, we I'm, could probably get into a long conversation if he was yeah. the right person to say well, something. Well, I'm but like, trying to guess how many hours of sleep Garth has lost over this. <laughs> I want to. Want to say zero? To... I mean, I might give it fifteen minutes. Like yeah. he may might have gone to bed and read an article, 
I was like, oh, man, that's a bummer. Uh, Betty said, like, oh, that's not sweet. That's not a, that's not kind. That's not sweet. And he, like, might have asked Trisha something, and that was it. Like, I bet he hasn't thought twice about it. Yeah. But it's made a ripple with fans. Has it? Or, like, are people I, talking about it? Well, what I mean by that is I think fans are going to be very aware of lip syncing. At least with the yeah. war shows, like they're gonna be they're gonna be watching for it where they may not have before. Yeah. Instead of just being like, "Huh, the audio looked off there," they might say, "Is anyone going to lip sync tonight? We're gonna be on it." Right. And I feel like I need to clear up a few things. I would, if somebody other than Garth would have won Entertainer of the Year, wouldn't have given it a second thought. Would have been like that Garth performance was off. Looked like he was lip singing, whatever. Who cares? And not, like, literally wouldn't have touched it again. But because he actually won Entertainer of the Year, that is why. It, it was upsetting to me. <clears throat> okay. But speaking of Entertainer of the Year, so this is his second time to win Entertainer of the Year. Who gave it to him this year? Do you remember? Who gave it to him? Yeah, who presented him the award this year? Oh, my gosh. Uh, it was... Carly Kloss, wasn't it? Was, no. she, was it her and Bobby Bones that presented no, that No, that one? was Song of the Year. No, he said, oh, okay. he said, oh, gosh. And he like took off his hat and he bowed. And he said, entertainer of a lifetime right here. And they are both from Oklahoma. Well, shoot. Now I'm on the spot and I can't remember. So Reba gave him this award. Right. Who gave him the award last year when he won for his fifth time? Oh, I have no idea. Taylor Swift. Okay. So ta- Carly Kloss actually presented the award for song of the year. Right. Which was in my predictions that when I saw she was coming, I was like, Carly is going to hand out song or single of the year. Because, to Taylor Swift for yes, Better Man? Yes. Like, guys, I know what I can see the future. Read her predictions. Also, Listen. I saw Carly on the red carpet. She made eye contact she with tall. my... With my awkward really iPhone tall. camera that I was holding up. Yeah. She like kind of gave me this wave like, that girl's just filming me on her phone. I was like, yeah, I got friends who like know who you that's are. That's got to seem normal for oh, her yeah, life yeah, at yeah, this yeah. point. You know? Yeah. No, that's totally normal. Um, also normal, Taylor Swift winning an award. Like, why wouldn't she? There was a hilarious video of her winning too. Yeah. Just looking like old Taylor Swift, wearing sweats, sitting on the floor. She won just kind of like, what? Yeah. My one? All right. She did look shocked, right? Yeah, she looked surprised. I mean, there like that's a strong category between her, um, Tin Man, Marina Lambert, and then um, people love Tin Man. Blue ain't your color. So, like, I kind of I said that um, Blue ain't your color or Better Man was gonna win, and Blue ain't your color won for single, Better Man won for song. Mm-hmm. So. Uh, I was bummed that she wasn't there, but you know why she wasn't there? Because she is working on her new album. She dropped it. Yeah. Yeah. So she's, well, she's like going around promoting it and doing various things. So she was on, she was getting ready for Saturday Night Live. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I, did you listen, how much have you listened to? Um, I've listened to probably eight tracks of it. Eight tracks. Yeah. So not the whole thing. Um, I've listened to it all multiple times. 
and it's the most cohesive album she's ever done. That is a bold statement. It is. Holy cow. It is the, like, first off, she released Look What You Made Me Do as, like. Ooh, look what you made me do. It was like, to, to make a Taylor Swift statement, it was a little cat toy. Like, it was a little catnip. Like, here, kitty, kitty. <laughs> look at this catnip. But, like, there's bigger and better things than catnip out there, kitty cat. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like, there's, like. Whiskers wet food or cat food or naps, mice. I don't know. But like, look what you made me do is catnip in Taylor Swift's world. She was setting us all up. She tricked us. She wanted us to think it was going to be this Kanye Swift album. Conway, Who's Conway Swift? I don't know. Kanye West talk back tracks and it's not oh with the whole album release where she there was the glitchy snake on all of her social media yeah like it was pretty dark i mean this is the most so taylor swift has been an absolute superstar since at least 2011 at least right Mm -hmm. definitely the last Five years. She's so. Oh, absolutely. 2012, yeah, absolutely. 2013. Like, uh, inarguably since Red. She's finally, with this album, she's owning it. Like, she has. You don't think she did in 1989? No. No. Absolutely not. She was still doing the, like, oh, I'm, I'm famous. Oh, no. And, like, now it's like, she's a grown up. She's doing grown-up things. Maybe a little too many grown-up thing references for me because I'm super modest and it kind of makes me feel uncomfortable. And I read somewhere that during one of the listening parties, her parents actually left the room during one of the grown-up-y thing songs, which I'm like, amen. My parents would <laughs> my parents would leave too. My parents would be like, what? Yeah, you just warn them like, about that before. You're yeah. like, hey, on this song, yeah. just heads up. But so, like, I think it's... It's one line of here is exactly where I am right now. She's in love. She's confident. She doesn't give a shit. You can bleep that out. Okay. And she's owning it for the first time. Oh, she definitely is. Uh, My thing is I don't really follow along with all of the stuff that's going on in her life. Like the which boyfriend she's talking about, who she's beefing with, who this line is pointed to. Mm-hmm. And so it was a little difficult for me to care very much about some of the songs. Like, holy cow, they are absolute earworms. Like, she writes catchy songs like it's nobody's business. You can listen to a song, and as you're listening to it, be like, yeah, I don't know about this one, and then sing it for the next three days, or just have it in your head. Wake up, and you're hearing that song in your head. But... Lyrically, without knowing what's going on, I was just like, oh, I'm not super concerned about who she's, you know, arguing with and why people think she's a snake or any of that. Yeah. And she said that in the liner notes, she wrote this whole long letter that's like, hey, like the second that this all comes out, every website on the the face of the planet is going to try to say this track is about this person or this track is about this person but stop. Stop doing that. Like, this is an album. I wrote it. 
here, here, here it is. And I mean, and, and like, if we're to believe that she is actually in a relationship with Joe Alwyn, which like, there's been like one photo and like one confirmation story in people like way back that, in I mean, May. That's all TMZ or any of those people need. Then yes, these songs are about him. I think there's one or two that are likely about, um, the Tom Hiddleston, Calvin Harris, like super quick breakup and being together. And then, but again, she told me not to think that. So I'm not going to think that, but I'm not going to put it out on the internet. I'm like, this is definitely about this. But the, the place of where she is as a superstar and writing about personal things, the way people are now, everyone wants to know what's going on. Like yeah, with, which, with which their is there, especially because, so, to, to I, I don't know how much Taylor Swift knowledge I have, but it seems like most relationships she's been in have been very public and out there, and this one isn't, and now there's this album of, like, lovey-dovey songs, like, one once one should believe probably that like either it was like the most amicable breakup in the history of superstar dumps non-superstar or she's still very much in love and in control of her life and what's going on around her good for her like that's great i think i think the album is really good I totally understand how people could hear look what you made me do and ready for it and be like eh, she's such a victim i'm like victim of what what is she a victim to? Like, Kanye was a jerk. Kanye, like, said a lot of things that he shouldn't have said and did a lot of things that he shouldn't have done. Kanye was Kanye. Like, so, like, what person wouldn't react the way she reacted? Yeah. I don't know if that's a... Yeah. I mean, it kind of goes back to what we were talking about with Keith Urban and those songwriters. Like, what can we do? We can write a song. Like, what was Taylor Swift going to do? She did it. She, like, made a Grammy speech. She's donating to this. She's donating to that. She's trying to be a decent person. And still, it all came crashing down around her. People still decided, no, we don't believe this or we're not on your team. You're this and you're that. Like, people don't want to believe what's actually out there and what she's putting out there. And so, like, she addresses, and this is why we can't have nice things, she took it all away. Like... She took every bit of her life that she was living in the public, which was a lot, and she said, I'm done. I mean, she deleted everything I'm done. on her social media. Yeah. I mean, this is why we can't have nice things directly addresses why she did not have the July yeah. 4th party. Which is, that's all I needed. I don't care who she's dating, how mad she is at Kanye. how much people were talking about that and why she didn't do that and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I mean, and the reason why I think that this is so like like she has a line in that song like and this is for my mama had to listen to all that drama like i don't care who you are if you're 27 years old and you have an even halfway decent relationship with your mama your dad whether you're beyonce taylor swift like they are worried about you on a normal human level yeah like my dad texts me the weirdest things all that like I mean, it's probably different than what the text that Taylor Swift gets. I get texts that are like, could get below freezing. Make sure your water hoses are unplugged outside or like, un, what do you call it? Undone. 
Yeah, they're just like pulled out of the faucets. Yeah. So they don't freeze. Yeah. Like those are the, and like I'm old and I've like been dealing with stuff like this for a long time. Just adult things. But I still get like because good parents care about their kids. And like Taylor felt bad that her mom had to listen to all this garbage. Oh, yeah. I, I do not at all uh, think that she deserved anything or like, well, that's what you get for being in the public eye. Your mom has to deal with that now. Like, that doesn't have to be the way things are. Mostly the public just freaks out about everything and is wants to know everything. And, you know, that means paparazzi is going to be everywhere because they can make money on pictures. And there's... Um, speculation about every single thing that happens in every picture that's out there. So I don't think she deserved it, quote unquote. Um, I just don't really care about all that stuff, which is maybe what she wants people to just take the music for what it is and not care about the story behind it. Yeah, I think that is what it is. Um, Unfortunately, she's such a great songwriter and she's so descriptive that there's no getting around it. You talk about... I spilled wine in the bathtub. Then you kissed my face. We were both drunk. Like that seems like a pretty, like she's it's so a pretty intimate she's, situation. She's so specific. And this is what I said when I wrote my initial review. I'm like, these songs are so specific in the way that a writer remembers details and recounts things that actually happened to them. Like this happened to her. Yeah. Or if it didn't happen to her, she's in a whole other different place than we thought. And like, she's just, making up things that she wished had happened, like very intimate details about meeting this guy in the back of a back bar when it was really dark and it was like a little bit later and people weren't there anymore. And he had this one booth and nobody was going to see him no matter what. Like maybe that could happen. But then like there's other things that I'm like, that had to have happened. Like that has to be a real story. Yeah. So anyway, I think it's a great album. Um, it's going to take a lot to replace Red in my book. I think Red is just one of... I, I think it's going to go down as just one of the better albums in any genre of music ever. It's so good. Yeah, this, this one will probably stand out as like a unique change of pace and change of direction in her career. Yes. I think she's owning the fact that she is Beyonce famous I think she is clearly like on the Jack Antonoff train and like there are more synthesizers than you could ever. (laughs) I mean, it's very 80s synth, but it's good. And she sounds better than she ever has on Saturday Night Live. She sounded good. Her dance moves have calmed down. And it's like she's actually like dancing within her limits. Yeah, it's huge. And so, <laughs> like, big. instead of watching her and, like, cringing a little bit and being like, girl, I love you. Like, that was terrible. I'm like, wait, she, like, she nailed that choreography. Like, okay, girl, you know. So, I think we're, I think we're going to see. You'll also note that she hasn't been on The Tonight Show. She hasn't been on, like, she no. hasn't been on any of that. Um, she hasn't been on Saturday Night Live since 2009. So, it's not like. That was expected. Um, she hadn't done a ton of interviews. She didn't do some big, huge live stream to announce this. I think she's, like, decided... Because think about it. This is the way that Adele and Beyonce live. 
Like, they give people what they have to give them, but nothing more. And, I mean, Beyonce does not do interviews. Yeah, because I think if you can get to that point, or maybe you don't have to get to that point. Maybe it's just you, you set a precedent, but the feeling of what it takes to get famous is you have to give a lot. And then they've just gotten to the point where they realize that what you give is not worth what you get from it. Yeah. And so why 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 put yourself out there? Because all it's going to do is get the trolls and the people wanting to criticize you to just go nuts. Nuts. It's like chum in the water. What's that mean? Um, if you've seen Jaws, so parts of it. Uh, it's like <laughs> you throw when you want to attract sharks to your boat. You throw like it's called chum, but it's just like cut up fish parts, and sharks smell it and they come to your boat. Like if people want to like get in the cage and swim with sharks or whatever, or in Jaws they're fishing for the sharks, so they want to attract it. Mm-hmm. So you just throw this like stuff out and it smells all the fish blood and like goes nuts and comes to you. And so when she like when superstars say, here's my public life, it just attracts everybody. Yeah. Yeah. Chum. Yeah. I like that. Yeah. I mean, this is some chum. I think she, I like, that's a, you know, to her detriment, she's a really great songwriter and she can relate a lot of things to a lot of different people. And so. People are going to want to analyze. Yeah, they are. You know, it's very different I mean, that's than... that's who she is. She's like, who was all we, all we Do Is Win written about? I don't know. It wasn't Arkansas Razorbacks. Like, nobody sat around and, like, they were all just like, this song is about our team. Well, and that's kind of how what she built her career on, being a relatable, normal person like everyone else. Yeah. Which I think that's the turn that she's taken and she like finally understands like, but at the same time, she did the secret session. She did all these things that she normally does. They were just way more under the radar than normal. Oh, there were what? 30 people at each of those secret sessions? Yeah, I think like 500 total somehow. Yeah. So maybe, you know. Super small. But I just, yeah, like, I don't know. But anyway, she also tweeted that she really liked Keith Urban's performance because Keith said his favorite song on the new Taylor album was Endgame, which also means that Keith Urban and I have one more thing in common because that's my favorite song on the album. You and Keith. Female. (laughs) I mean... If it, I feel like if it was called Woman, like what would that? Woman. Yeah. That doesn't sound as good. Girl. Lady. He he would say girl pretty. Girl. You would yeah. you gotta like draw out girl. But people would think girl was patronizing. I think. Yeah. No. I like. I don't know. What's funny is, I mean, I use that word and I like I got you know because I spell it with a capital U, mm-hmm. girl, and so. Girl. I got to where there was a point in my life where I call I was calling everybody that and like I there there was also a point in my life where I was spending just as much time with males as I was female uh which doesn't happen today unless I'm at work but and I would call them girl but they knew what it meant and they knew that it was like the way that I spelled it and the way that I said it and what like and that it was like it was very much a term of endearment and 
like I think that's what this is. It's this song is a term of endearment and a I want to fight for you. And like I don't if I hear one more female say like men can't say this. I'm like, listen, baby girl, female mother nature, child, river, wild water. I've had a lot of females fighting for me my entire life. And like what like. Look where we are. Unless guys say something. Let that let him just let's see what happens if this guy says something. Like yeah. leave him alone for a week and let's see if like the sentiment can ring true instead of like pummeling for singing Technicolor River Wild, which it's a really pretty picture. I don't relate to a river in any way whatsoever. Do I? Should I think about that? Uh not too hard. Don't think too hard about it. I don't, I mean, I, nature's not my thing, Next, so. If we ever get Keith on the show, we'll ask him what that line means. Well, I don't relate to nature at all, so. Sunsets, mountains, waves, I don't know. I mean, I'm not into any of it. Technicolor glass of wine on the couch? I don't even, like, wine makes me make the face and it puts me to sleep. Okay. Or if I'm at a wedding, I just dance. Well, at. I don't know if this song will ever be played at a wedding. It's not really a wedding song. Uh, what other like what other things could he have said besides like Technicolor River Wild like birth and master like I don't know. I mean, there's got to be something, right? Uh, working woman. Working mother, female. Single mother. Single. Yeah, like there's probably some other things he could have thrown like they could have thrown in. Nurse. I guess if, like, how many moms have healer. to, like, also like, be yeah, a like, nurse? Oh, like healer. healer, yeah. like, single mother, healer, teacher. Teacher. Um. And we don't just mean vocationally. Like, yeah. you have to do that. Yeah. You got to teach your kids, and when they're sick, you got to heal them. Yeah. The Car- carpool driver. Carpool driver. Oh, man. And there's, like, and not, and this is, I'm not saying any of this in a condescending Stephen Colbert way. I'm saying this in a... Yeah, I would relate way more to Carpool Driver than Technicolor River Wild. I'm a Technicolor River. I'm <laughs> wild. Oh, well, well, that's a, I feel like that's a good note, a good bookend to end on. Thanks female. for listening. Female. Thanks for listening, everybody. Thanks, female. Rate us on iTunes. Um, give us a little rating. Tell us what you think. It actually helps a lot if you do that. Uh, This is the One Country Podcast. You can find everything that we've written and other podcasts on onecountry.com. Thanks, guys. Bye.